0: We are all in unique spiritual places, and while we need to be encouraged, we all don't need to be encouraged in the same way. Depending upon how we are wired and what is happening, we need something different from those around us. So it's time to go the second mile and offering Intentional Encouragement. Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile podcast where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541 where he says if anyone forces you to go one mile, to go the second mile, to be able to do more than just the bare minimum when it comes to following Jesus. That's what we want to do and that's what I pray this episode will help you do this very day. So I've learned something in my years of life, and uh, it's some lessons along the way that have really helped me out. But this is a crazy kind of thought just to give you today. Did you happen to know that not every person year around uh, is exactly the same as others? I know, crazy thought, right? But I have learned that not only uh, are we different, and uh, but we really do require different things. And you know, one of the unique things is, is that we know that in following Jesus, that we need encouragement. We need people around us who are uh, helping us along the way, following Jesus and make our lives uh, count for the things that he loves. Uh, but to do so sometimes is very challenging because life is hard, uh, we get tired, circumstances work against us and we do need encouragement. But I know that at certain points in my life, I need somebody to push me and be really intentional to make sure that I'm not being slack. And sometimes I need somebody to comfort me and encourage me because I feel like I'm kind of running out of the stamina that's needed to do what God is calling me to do. And so with that, all of us need encouragement. We need people around us that can help us continue to go forward to do what God has called us to do but maybe you're at a point in your life today where you are needing some comfort. Maybe you need somebody to come along and assist you. Maybe you need somebody just to be patient with you. Or maybe you need somebody to warn you that it is time to wake up. And I say that to go that maybe you need something different and also the people around you might need something different. So what I wanna do today is I wanna show you from a passage of scripture, uh, four concepts that can dramatically change the way that you come alongside and encourage other people as they pursue following Jesus. So in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, we see some pretty incredible principles. Paul tells this church, uh, We exhort you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle, comfort the discouraged, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See to it that no one repays evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good for one another and for all. I love this passage of Scripture because Paul does not say, hey, let's just do the same thing to all the people, right? He says we might need to actually be a little bit more intentional and realize that different people need different things. So what he does here, uh, it just kind of gives that concept, right, that if you haven't noticed, people are difficult and people are different. And since a church, since the body of Christ is made up of brothers and sisters, we each must do our part for the overall family's health. And so in these verses— Paul gives specific instructions for ministering to one another in different situations, knowing that different people need different things. This is what he comes across and says four things warn those who are idle, comfort the discouraged, help the weak, be patient with everyone. So let's talk about these. First off, warn those who are idle. Well, if someone is inactive, that individual has is stagnated, right? They've gotten stuck and unwilling to move. That believer lacks progress, lacks fruitfulness. And in that situation, we ought to warn that person because they disobey Christ's call in their lives and miss opportunities to bless others. So don't miss this. He is saying, if you're being lazy, if you're not doing what God's called you to, somebody needs to warn you. Someone needs to cause you to wake up because it's serious. And so it's not a moment of comfort and encouragement. The encouragement is, I'm going to warn you that if you don't wake up and get busy, you're going to regret some things. So the first step is warn those who are idle. The second thing, though, is comfort the discouraged. Well, in one situation, we are warning and another, it's comfort. Why is that? Well, those who are idle, they need to be w- woken uh, to this fact that you need to be warned that serious things are going to happen if you don't get going. But if you're discouraged, you need something else. You need comfort. Other These believers, they aren't being lazy. They're just exhausted. And life has a way of tearing us down. We often lack the motivation to continue because of our current circumstances. And when those types of believers We've got to learn how to comfort the downtrodden in our attempts to get them back on their feet again. Now, if they're discouraged, if we warn them, it may actually discourage them more. So in the first setting, it says, warn those who are idle. They're not moving. But those that are discouraged, they don't need a warning. They need comfort. And this is what's challenging because if you comfort someone who's idle, they're going to continue to stay idle. If you warn someone who's discouraged, they're probably going to even be more discouraged. And this is why you can't just do a cookie cutter approach for everybody in their situation. You have to evaluate, is this person idle? Is this person discouraged? What are the things that I need to do to help them? So in the first two cases, he says, if someone is not moving, warn them, sound the alarm. They need to wake up to the reality of what's going on. But if they're discouraged, don't warn them, don't frustrate them, don't discourage them even more. You've got to learn to come alongside and comfort them. And also to know them well enough, to know the type of... uh, ways that these per- this person is comforted because the same type of comfort, the same type of encouragement doesn't always work for every single person in your life. Paul says, number one, warn those who are idle. Number two, comfort the discouraged. What's the third one? He says, help the weak. So different than the idle, different than the discouraged. It says, help the weak. You know, when an older sibling uh, helps a toddler carry something, uh, he or she isn't being disrespectful, but that sibling is actually being kind. And so you think about it in a family, uh, like a church, we have weaker brothers and sisters around us. In so many ways, the scripture will call them spiritual infants at times. They're like toddlers walking around that they love the Lord, but they're just new at this. And they're just starting to develop those muscles and develop the coordination that they need to follow the Lord. So if they don't have the spiritual muscles developed yet to follow Christ in some ways on their own. So with this, you can expect them to be more mature than they actually are. You can expect them to be able to show different types of maturity where they're not there yet. Instead of criticizing their immaturity, we help them along and watch them grow as the years go by. So if you come into um, in a relationship with someone who is, once again, not idle or discouraged, but they are weak. They just don't have the spiritual muscles there. Well, you don't warn them that they need to develop really quick because that doesn't happen that way. Uh, you might not want just to comfort them and coddle them in such a way where they don't grow. You might say, hey, I'm going to help you and teach you how to do this. Uh, but the whole goal is that as you watch me, And I help you get over this hurdle It's providing you the opportunity to be able to learn how to do this yourself and to get the help that you need so that one day not only can you carry it on your own, but you're actually going to be able to come alongside it and help other people. So that example that you're setting is actually going to be multiplied one day because they go, you know how you helped me when I was weak? Now when I'm strong, let me figure out who are those people in my life that I can come alongside and help. And then the fourth phrase he says is be patient with Everyone. Now, it is very ironic to me um, that we want everyone to offer us what we are hesitant to give them, right? Let's just face it we all struggle and we all mess up, and we want people to show us patience, but sometimes our impatience gets the best of us. We need to show patience with each other. Now, it doesn't mean that we give a free pass for sinful choices, it doesn't mean that we give a free pass for careless attitudes. But we want to, in our relationships, seek to create environments within the church, in our relationship, where we can be honest when we are struggling. To say, hey, I'm not doing well. I don't want to get stuck here. But if I'm going to do the dangerous thing at church, right, that I'm going to be honest with you. I am struggling. And we might be surprised to consider that we actually occasionally require the same type of patience with our immaturity. And so no matter where anybody is in this, a lot of times we kind of feel like that we want them at this level right away. I remember the first time that I'd gone on an international mission trip and I came back really frustrated with a local church and relationships that I had with other believers who seemed like they didn't care about the nations. They didn't care about lost people. They didn't care about unreached people groups. And I felt like all high and mighty in my own religious devotion that I was all... Uh, aged about one month, right? So within one month, I was now this global Christian who was concerned about the plights of the world, and I was so impatient with those who were not feeling the same way. And the irony hit me that I am frustrated with people who were who are where I was just one month ago. And it caused me to remember that sometimes we've got to learn how to be patient with someone. I know that you want to see other people get it and to work on their uh, negative habits and to instill good ones in their life. I am fully aware that you are at a place where you want to see people mature, not just for your own sanity, but you know how healthy they could be if they can make that progress. Well, let me just tell you something. Um, enforcing them or expecting them to get it by tonight is not going to work. In fact, a lot of times I think that we're expecting new believers to develop habits that only people that are very mature and walk with Jesus for a long time could be. I think sometimes we might see where we are spiritually and assume that other people should get there and they should be able to get there right away. And folks, that just doesn't happen. We have to learn how to be patience, patient with everyone in our lives. And if you think about it, Uh, we are very, very grateful that Jesus is patient with us. In fact, he's far more patient with us than we've ever been with anyone else. And so we come back to what Paul says, "'Warn those who are idle, comfort the discouraged, help the weak, but be patient with everyone.'" And so, as we're in those relationships, we're evaluating where people are, and we're considering the right type of encouragement they that individual needs at that given time, to so see to it that no one repays evil for evil to anyone. And I'll be honest with you: giving the wrong type of encouragement and causing them to have more drama, you could seek to be uh, proactive and helpful and encouraging, but actually be discouraging by delivering a good thing in a wrong situation. You've got to not repay evil for evil you want to pursue what is good for one another and what is good for all. And what's good for all is for us to encourage one another, to come alongside, to warn those who are idle, comfort the discouraged, help the weak, be patient with everyone, and realize that the patience that we have experienced in our relationship with God, that we hope others will give us as well. I hope to see you in the second mile.